Hi, I'm Brenda Warren, the Solutionist. I host a conversational show called Talk to Me. Business owners, veterans, authors, and anyone willing to tell me how they're living their best life now, come on the show and tell me how they do it. If you're ready, listen in to Talk to Me. Welcome to Talk To Me. I'm your host, Brenda Warren, the Solutionist. And I am so excited because today my guest is no other than Miss Focus James, the CEO of the Focus of Love. Focus is an experienced motivational speaker, a transformational life coach, and an author. She authored What is the Focus of Love? She's educated at the Temple University in Philadelphia. Focus has celebrated a life with very, a very colorful life, experience that has molded her into a woman of love, acceptance, and peace. She has gathered these experiences of her past and testimonies of her present to continue the lifelong mission to empower people spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Focus is also the CEO of the Mogul LLC, where her mission is to provide each client the ways and means of them to create six streams of income. Not one, not two, not three, y'all, but six streams of income. That sounds like a serial entrepreneur if I ever heard one. Welcome to the show, Focus James. How are you today? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. Your whole process is amazing. I feel like such a sisterhood has already been created. Yes, you know, Focus, I was excited to talk to you because right now I can't even remember how I came across you. I'm thinking Clubhouse. All I know is Clubhouse. Okay, all I know is that once you entered my life, I binge watched those YouTube channels and I was blown away. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I need to tell you, you know, when you can watch a YouTube program of someone um, having a seminar mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. feel like you're actually in that seminar, mm-hmm. that's amazing. That's what we want to do. I want to bring you with me and me with you and come in each other world. And like you just said, so our life could be richer, fuller, and so we could get the love we want. And part of that is absolutely connection. Mm-hmm. You know, you do a great job of connecting people. And I know it says the focus of love across the screen, but you really do. Really, let's, it permeates love in all that you do. And I'm just excited today because we're going to talk about your book, which I have in my hand. Those that do my shows know that I'm a reader. And I want to make sure people get to see this. Look at that. The book. This is a wonderful book. And... It says, what is the focus of love? Having clarity, living your purpose, creating the love you want, and having the life you love. Um, I have to pause there for a minute (laughs) because I got quite emotional reading this book. Um, But before we go further into the book, focus, please, because one of the things that stuck out to me right, right from the very beginning of the book when you broke down your name, can you tell us about that and what prompted you to do that? 
Yes. Well, I actually uh, in a network marketing company. Do you, are you hearing me I'm okay? Hearing, or am I echoing? I'm hearing an echo. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's see. You have any tips for me? Maybe to not have that echo. <laughs> let's just. We're going to take a little breather here. Everybody in the audience, bear with us while we adjust this. Yeah. Is there uh, uh, some device that's on? Maybe. Uh, let's see. No, I can close any tabs that. It's not necessary in case it's bouncing off of Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram. I can definitely do that. Let's do that. Right. Okay, there we go. Close that out. I want to make sure you guys hear the good, good, because this is about to get juicy. And I yes. want to see if you can hear it. <laughs> that sounds better now. Okay. Okay, wonderful. All right. So your question was how? So one, I had this handsome, amazing uh, young man that was making some serious money in a network marketing uh, company walk up and he said, focus means follow one course until successful. And that's just a powerful way of living your life. We can be so scattered and all over the place, uh, but being able to synchronize put all your being, you know, your body, soul, emotions into one task. Oh my goodness. What could we create if we live that way? When we're loving someone, when we're creating and being an entrepreneur at your job, raising your children, if you could synchronize your being, in those moments, that's a juicy life because you're not feeling torn and pulled and you're here, but you're supposed to be there. So following one course until successful is part of my practice in life, but also one of my business courses. It's called Create Your Business with Focus. And that's the acronym because as creatives, you know, we have mm -hmm. day and night. We wake up three in the morning with a new idea, right? <laughs> it's a new yes, we do. Right? So some, I want you to write them down and Put them on three by five cars, stick it on your refrigerator. But that doesn't mean it's time to go for it. We got to evaluate it. That's the time to go for it. And that's how, you know, my name got created. Um, but how that's the acronym for my name. How it got created is I was performing poetry at um, a poetry jam at Temple University. About 150 people. And I actually was talking about the power of a woman. The power mm -hmm. of a woman's clitoris that if she gets that her focal point is from within not getting validation from man woman education or money uh that that's our focus right to be one with ourselves and mm -hmm. hear a pin drop brenda when i was done because i'm talking about the clitoris i'm talking mm -hmm. about focus is 150 people and an african-american man from way in the back standing up he yelled out okay focus right <laughs> because the word focus was threaded through the poem that's mm -hmm. how i got my name so people started calling me focus thinking that that's the name i went with it and then i llc'd it mm -hmm. see i'm telling you sometimes all it takes is one word to change your life yeah it really and once he said that People started standing up and gave me a, a, a standing ovation. Women started crying. They came up to me and said, that was so powerful. I could never have said that in public. And this wasn't, but it was just something came over me like a Maya Angelou spirit, like a mm -hmm. David spirit to like really claim, you know, our body in a way that was empowering and not derogative. So that's actually how I got my name. And you know, focus, that's what your book made me think about is that all throughout the book, straight through uh, the pages, were uh, the sense that I was claiming who I am. Yes. yes. And that's going to bring me to chapter four. And there's okay. one word that just stood out for me that's okay. self full. Talk about right. self full. 
Yes, especially in our American way, uh, depending on where you are, I moved out to the suburbs and these sisters don't play with being a stay-at-home mom. They are at soccer and basketball and the PTO meeting and volunteering at school. And it's you can see some of them are full of anxiousness and being drained because they're trying to fulfill all of these parts and roles that says that they're good enough or they're a good mom or good wife. Being self-full, because one, you heard Elania Van Zandt say it beautifully, that you, you can teach people to steal from you when you're giving so much of yourself and then you don't feel fulfilled within. Mm-hmm. You're dredging from the reservoir of nothingness because you didn't gave it all out to everybody else. So self-full is recognizing who I am. So I'm a good mom because I'm a good mom, not because I went to every soccer game. That's okay. being a good mom. I'm a good lover or a good wife or a husband. It doesn't equate that because of how many uh, points I made. It's, it's a being that no matter what I'm doing is all good. So it don't mean you need to do so much more of it. It means when you're doing it is with love, right? And how you get that love from? It's the time you spend with yourself, with your affirmations, affirming who you are because you because of who you are, because of who you are. I know you're like, well, focus, what does that mean? It is not out there that determines, right, your wholeness. It's allowing yourself to just be whatever that is and whatever that isn't and being accepting. So then when you feel that love from yourself and your husband say you're beautiful, you already know it is icing on the cake, right? Mm-hmm. When the children give you a Mother's Day card, it's coming up, it's icing on the cake. But if you already feel empty inside and your husband doesn't give you flowers for Mother's Day and your kids didn't call you, you, even, you feel more like crap even more. Mm-hmm yourself up and when that radiance is out people will want to celebrate you they'll want to be in your life in a way that really works because that's the dance you already doing you already doing your your you know you're shaking your swivel and somebody just come in and want to dance with you but if you're sitting on the side of the road you've broken down you'll get people driving by ignoring you making you feel even more alone so fill yourself up if you didn't hear nothing else i say make sure you <laughs> first right in order to be able to love other people now, one of the things I noticed throughout the book that was threaded through all throughout the pages was not competing with your man. Yeah. Oh, yes. Definitely not competing with your man. Gentlemen want to be respected. Women need love. Men need respect. So he's not looking to have competition with his female energy. There's no no, no fulfillment in that. He wants his softer side. Now, you can be competitive, but not with him. He's not. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about y'all friendly job. Y'all stretching each other in your workout, right? Y'all know y'all dance in general, right? If you mm-hmm. play that way in a way that grows each other because you both are friendly competitive. But if you're comparing yourself, you know, well, I was making money, you know, I was making X amount by 35, you got to step up, right? That's not friendly at all. He hears the twang and the disrespect and a disregard and kind of looking down at him and mm-hmm. you don't get the love you want. See, he's not going to love you and the intensity that you would like when he doesn't feel respected. I'll give you a quick example, Brenda. I was sitting with this young lady and she was saying, well, my, you know, we're about to get a divorce because my husband's not doing this, he's not doing that, and this, the other. So I let her know, look, I, I definitely got compassion. I can see where you absolutely need those. And I asked her, Brenda, I said, what does he need in a relationship? What do he need in a marriage? And she looked and she said, focus, I don't know. I said, well, my sister, you don't get to divorce him yet. Because you have asking him to give you something you don't even know how to give him. So you don't qualify for divorce yet. Y'all ain't even start the marriage yet. 
And you know, focus, that's a conversation I had with someone myself recently. She was complaining that her husband wasn't financially responsible. And she went on and I let her stop. I said, so what is your financial plan as a couple? Deer in the headlights. They had no financial plan. Her only plan was to control how he spent money because she made more. <laughs> and that leads to the part yeah. of when you says, mm -hmm. do you want to be right? Yes. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? It's likely you can't be both. You can't be both, right? Because when you're right, that means somebody else is wrong. Mm -hmm. and feel that yuck that I'm wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So in a relationship and you dance in that dance and it's always about proving him wrong or proving her wrong. Like in this case, it's about controlling his pocketbook, it's controlling his wallet, but mm -hmm. real plan. So are we looking for control? Or we're looking for financial freedom and stability. Which one are we looking for? Because the control was going to make them feel wrong. The mm -hmm. stability to make them feel teamwork and we have a plan. It's something we, we're navigating together. There's some growth, right? So it's a different perspective that we need to look at. Now, I got to let you know, how did I, this book even come to pass? This book came to pass. It's been like 20 years coming before I actually wrote this book. But what happened was I purchased, uh, I was going to get my certificate as a public speaker in Chicago. And it was the Les Brown. You know Les Brown, right? Mm -hmm. Love Les Brown. <laughs> Love this guy. His story is amazing. His public speaking skills is phenomenal. And actually, he was brought in by a gentleman named James Dentley, who has trained hundreds of people. Well, it was like 400,000 people three years ago. So I'm sure he's over the half of the million mark around the world in different countries. So I went to this. It's like a down payment to the house, right? It was the cost of his training. But it was worth every penny. It was four four days, 10-hour days. I went to Chicago, but I can't tell I was there. I was in that hotel <laughs> learning to be a public speaker trainer. And he said, focus, your story is so powerful. People got to take you home. You need to write a book. I wrote that book in 90 days, Brenda. <laughs> it was coming for decades. I had sketched the outline this day, this time in my life. I wrote this chapter in my life. But when a millionaire tells you to do something, you ought to do it, right? You ought to do it. And it was just lined up. But also, what was the tipping point? I was in that training uh, at, you know, you know how you get three days if you're, you know, someone passed away. My mm -hmm. mom had passed away only a month ago. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'm not going to be able to come, you know, because I don't have any more time off of work. And I called James. James said, focus, you need to get here. And I heard the urgency in the room. Now, mind you, I'm talking to a millionaire who they, they've lived just about anything that can happen in life and still know how to move forward. Because that's the, that's the definition of success. Successful people do what they say they're going to do long after the mood has passed. Right? Mm -hmm. If you're taking notes, successful people do what they say they're going to do long after the mood has passed. So when he said, focus, you got to get here. I actually was in a corporate job at that time. And I asked him, let me return back to work without using my three bereavement days. I need to push it out a month. Mm -hmm. Okay. You, you sure you don't want to take that time? I was like, no, I'm good. I was literally sitting there, Brenda, in Chicago on my mom's three days of bereavement. That's the only way I was able to go. Now, you know, my sister, I was like, this got to count. Yes, it does count. It's not the money. Yes. Right. It was a lot of money. So it had to count. But at that point, it was a spiritual thing. And that's how that chapter, you could be happy or you could be right, but you can't be both. My mom was fierce when it came to getting stuff, stuff done. But there was a lot of wounded people left after that. Her tongue will rip you apart. 
She gonna get. She must a new mama. <laughs> she must. <a> new mama. <laughs> but focus right there. I need to put a pin in because I want to say one of the parts that I read that just blessed me, made me laugh, and made me think of my own mama was the sentence um, that you wrote about how she was going to be controlling things on the other yes. side of the town. That was my mama. Exactly. She, just before she passed, I come in the house and she's acting kind of weird. I said, mom, what, what do you want me to know? And she looked at me, I looked at her, I saw her looking at me. I said, it's okay. I got a life coach, a therapist. I got a village that can support me. Want me to know, and she felt my sincerity. She pulls out her purse, Brenda, her obituary, how she wants the funeral to go, what she wants to wear, and I'm sitting there, and I bust out laughing. And she looks at me. I said, "Mom, you even controlling things on the other side?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, what? "I laughed so hard when I read that focus because <laughs> that was my mama. It was just like, do we have the same mama?" <laughs> And listen, that funeral went exactly my brother. He was not playing. He was like a hawk. It had to go the way this woman wrote it. He was not playing. I really appreciate my brother. Namaste. If you're listening, Maurice, thank you for, you know, putting our mother's thing together and making her wish, wishes fulfilled. But my mom was the type of mother that uh, the three mayors that knew her, she was in the school district, 32 years. The mayors would see her, Brenda, run in their office and say to their secretary, give Miss James whatever she needs. <laughs> That's right, so I had to deal with her. That was my mama. She was into the community as well. Yes. Uh, so yeah, she, got, yes. she was a woman, a powerhouse, a force yes. to be reckoned with. A force to be reckoned with. So now that book, you could be right and you could be happy and you can't be both. That chapter came out of me reconciling that. That I want her legacy of think, getting things done, being powerful, but I don't want to do it in a way where it leaves people wounded. So I had to reconcile how could, we got life and death in our tongue, ladies and gentlemen, specifically ladies. You can speak life into your man or you can kill him. You can literally have him, you, you're saying he can't talk, he won't talk. Is there a safe place to talk? Would he be a man in the morning if he really shared what was going on inside? Now, can you stop right there for a minute? Because one of the things I tell women when I'm doing my uh, relationship coaching is what you say to a man matters. matters. And when I was reading that part, I mean, literally, it was as if your book was the book that I've been writing. And <laughs> I don't think a lot of women really understand the point of respect and the level of respect that a man desires and requires yes. so that we can have, as you say in the sex act, sumptuous sex. Because if yes. he is not respected, <laughs> he is not trying to perform yes. because you've emasculated him. Yes, exactly. So he may have sex with you, but, mm -hmm. but he ain't making love to you. Not making love is not deep intimacy. You're saying to him, something's missing, something's not there. That's what it is, my sister, most likely. Now, now listen, I've experienced being cheated on. So we're not belittling being cheated on. That is an act of betrayal. The person mm -hmm. went you know, to the gym, went to, got some overtime or part-time job, got counseling, went to a life coach. So uh, the, the excuse of being demasculated or not having a working relationship to cheat, I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. And there's something to be responsible for. I want you all to write that word down, responsible, and then write down blame and put an X over that. We're not looking to blame anybody because there's only shame and, and, and regret and blame. But responsible is what you just said, Brenda. How, what are my words like? What's the atmosphere I'm creating for my, my, my husband and for my, my wife? Is it an atmosphere of growth or begrudgery, right? And you have to, or, you know, I'm your wife anyway. You know, 
who might be a part of that, right? So we really got to consider what are our words creating in our relationship. And as you think about the words that we create, and I, I truly believe that our words matter. And, and that's right. been something that has caused problems sometimes in my own relationships mm -hmm. because I made a foolish statement years ago. And I made it based on the fact of how much money I make and mm -hmm. what I do and that I live there free. I said, I don't need you, but I want you. And you mm -hmm. should be happy. Mm -hmm. mm. yeah. That is not the right thing to say. It's not right. the right thing to not say. Not the right mind process either. Can we talk right. about that? We can definitely talk about that. Thanks for bringing that up because I have several females that say it. And I, as a life and love coach, several men that heard it. And the man shuts it down right there. Shuts it down. Shuts it down. And I was coaching this young lady. Finally got her off of her ego trip to allow the man to ask her to, on a date. Uh, she kept trying to maneuver and finagle for him to do it. I'm like, my sister, have a few conversations. In a natural progression, he'll say, let's do coffee because he'll want to talk and meet you some more. And she wanted, well, he got to do it by this because I'm not going to be just on the phone. Like my sister, it's too much demand already. And you, you're saying that you don't need him, but you want him. But the fact that you're trying to deal with him like he's an acquisition, mm -hmm. like he is a work thing, a task, you're not going to generate the love that you want, right? Because he's looking for respect. You're looking to control and it got to look this way. It's not going to work. So we finally got her through that part. He did actually ask her on a date. She goes on a date. Within five minutes, she leaned in and goes, I got my own degree, my own house and car, my own retirement. Mm -hmm. I need you, but I want you. So I just need you to understand I'm not out for your money. But you you know they didn't have another date, right? Absolutely not. Right. Yeah, because what was the need to even put that there? That's not about the man. That's about your feeling of what you think he's going to misunderstand or use you for. Or you, you call yourself making some type of blanket statement. There was no flow or space for that at all. So that's about your incompletion of who you are and who you think he might think you are. So that's a conversation outside of him. That's a conversation for your life coach, your talk therapist. That's what that is. Bringing that, especially in the first date, where, where, are, we, where are we going with that? That's all defense. And good man, like he was, who was an attorney who had plenty of options, he don't got to deal with that. Next next no need to do that's on the tyler perry movies where now for the next he's trying to save you from your own thoughts that's not real life you got too many options that he don't have to see you try to be your therapist and work it through with you there's no need so we want to just preference ourselves so i know people want to play with the words need and want uh, love connection and companionship is right up there with oxygen and money they did a study on monkeys for maternal love that for the monkeys who did not got touched, got sick, and some of them even died. Where the monkeys, monkeys who got rubbed and coddled and fed with the bottle, they flourished. It's innate that we need love. What you may be thinking of is, I don't need your money, like to you know, like back in the fifties mm -hmm. for housing. I don't need your permission to be a woman, and when I go out the door, right? So I get that, and I think most men get that. They don't want that. It's too much pressure for, for a good man, a gentleman. But we start off with that whole premise. It's just a yuck feeling. And they need respect. And it's very disrespectful when you come across that way. And they need to feel needed because they men are hunters. Needed. And they want to know that once they 
they go and put themselves out there that there is a place for you in their life. Because if you don't need them, then what are they there for? And I think that's, that's one of the problems that I see when I talk to women and when I try to get them to understand is that is not letting go of who you are. It's yes. just allowing someone into your life to be a part of your life and not exactly. an accessory. Exactly. Exactly. Not an accessory. And I'm thinking of my brother, how he'll pop up at his, his wife's job, find her car, go fill it up with gas. Cause sometimes it gets away from her mm-hmm. and park, park it wherever, if their parking spot's not there and he'll text her and, and go, I filled up your tank and it's on such and such a street. Right. Mm-hmm. That- that's not only romantic, but that is him creating his need. Mm-hmm. He that the car ain't that big of a deal to her. It might get away from other gas and he don't want her out there on a quarter of a tank. That's mm-hmm. all protection. Well, he, he had a situation with females on his jobs and like, I don't want you to do that to me. That's like stalking and blah, blah. And they just missed it. They missed it. Totally he was showing it. love. Yes, he, he was, was filling her love tank. Yeah, literally, right with the gas, right? Phil. Let me tell you, brother, do that for me. When I get home, I'm a happy sister. Oh, he's gonna be a happy man. That's up to a sex time right there. <laughs> I love it, and that's what we gotta recognize. What bucket needs to be filled to keep triggering each other in healthy and happy ways? Mm-hmm. Sisters that reacted like, "Well, that feels like stalking to me." That's you, boo. That's. Mm-hmm. Something need to keep working out within you when if you know the other person's attention uh, you know his their intention but if you had the rose colored glasses on that here it comes here comes the controlling here comes the abuse that's what you want to see so even when someone's doing something kind like filling up your tank so you don't have to when you pop out of work or get away from you and you end up running out of gas you didn't misconstrued and colored it with your pain so we gotta heal the hurt or we're going to repeat the pain. Even a healthy guy, you can corrupt. Or a healthy girl, you can corrupt because your pain is like an infection oozing all out on them. And that's exactly what I get a, get a chance to help people do on a daily basis, Brenda. Recognize and you, it, feel it. You know, when I, I got through the back to the book and I was getting to the end and I was getting upset because the book was about to end because I saw my paper dwindling <laughs> down. And I got to this amazing little world, the focus of love, will of life. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Can we talk about the will? We can. We can. Well, you know, plenty of times in this country, we focus on education, money, how big the house is in a car. It's just so many other areas to our life that can be depleted. And like the wheel, right, you can have one that has a big bubble. If you ever rode a bike or a motorcycle, has that big bubble, it's not going to run well. The bar Mm -hmm. is pretty. You can have a gold-plated mirror. You're not going far. So even though your house is big, your car is is fat, and your your bank account is fat, if you got that big bubble where that's the part that's inflated, right, but your self-esteem low, you don't know how to have fun. You Mm -hmm. have spiritual self is depleted. It's an offset right? And your frequency won't be high and you won't have that juicy life that you really want. So we want to have a reasonable amount of balance where you're getting fulfilled in all areas of your life. And I have plenty of women that come to me as a love and life coach and they are flourishing in their successful business mm-hmm. or, you know, big house, big car, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are, you know, flourishing and, but no girls night out. They don't even know how to have fun, right? Fun is a manny and petty. That's pampering. That's it might be enjoyment, but that's not really fun. What do you like to do that makes you laugh? They like laugh, right? You know, right? Mm-hmm. 
So just really helping us to flourish in all areas of life, especially if you're if you're single, having that well-balanced life, it attracts another person with the same frequency that's living a good life. So that will of life, we work on that. We really do as a love and life coach. I help people to have that balance where it's not lopsided. Because a lot of times we hide in our work because we know how to do it well. Mm-hmm. But the other unknown is how to date online during COVID, right? Right. I'm just well, I'm just too busy. Well, now if if it was important to you, you would make the time. Or if it's something you think you can do well, you would make the time. But a lot of times we just hide in certain pockets in our life, like church. A lot of people need church to avoid the other areas of their life, right? Or the gym, so that they don't have to deal with other areas of their life. So that will of life allows you to have a juicy life all the way around. And that's one of the things that I uh, stress in my own program is that and I loved about your book that it was clear that there was not a one size fit all. And I love yes. the part where you tell people that they can reach out to you and you will create custom programs for them oh, yes. to live a well-balanced yes. life. And that's something I truly wholeheartedly believed in because like you say, we will hide in different areas. For me, I hid in my work. I worked 18 hour days just so I didn't have to come home because I was very unhappy. So I understand yes. how we can find one part of our life and just focus there and yes. let the rest of it go. Yes. But if you want to have a really clear life, you want to have yes. balance in all areas. You and your it. program and what you do allows people to do that. And that will is very crucial in that from what I understand yes. your program. It is. That, it is. That brings me to talking to you about what I put at the bottom of the screen. Your okay. catch this. Your catch <laughs> this is I say catch this is because there were several <laughs> catch this in your book. Yes, yes. The big takeaway from the whole book to me was you get to choose. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Focus. It. it was got it. One, of, one of my sayings is about choice. So yes. you getting to choose and that resonating with me throughout your book. Let's yes. talk about that for a moment. Absolutely. Well, two things you said that I definitely want to address. The cheater is not always the only victim. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people come to me and just in general relationships, well, he cheated. Well, she cheated. Just what you just said, 18 hour days. That's so unfair to that significant other. Right. And thank mm-hmm. you for being vulnerable and sharing that, Brenda. Mm-hmm. So where do you think this man or woman is going or doing? You- or your children, because my child suffered because of my inability to communicate and to and to set boundaries and say what I wanted. I was working long hours. My child suffered. My husband suffered. I suffered. Thank you so much for your honesty. This is an aha moment for those that are listening. You want to catch that. So what are they going to make the difference of? So who actually cheated first? Because you can cheat in your relationship in sense that you don't fulfill them emotionally, mentally, physically be there. Mm-hmm. And then they physically get someone else and we make the cheater the 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 uh the protagonist we make them the big bad wolf we're going to hold them accountable for the breach that they made but we also need to look at the other spouse was there a breach already were they already asking you could you please pull back on the hours you going to church too much i don't get to see you why why don't we have some family dinners on sunday we got to look and pull it back and this is what i get to do and help you build that muscle because generally there's plenty of red flags that happen before a relationship and re- or gets worse rather than yes, 
running up uh, cars, buying a, a running up credit cards, buying a car that nobody can afford. It's an acting out, trying to get people attention. And a lot of times, that's exactly what cheating is. So, can people, you know, restore relationships after cheating? or after somebody ran up a credit card? Absolutely. But we can't deal with the symptom and just focus on the symptom of the cheating, running up the credit card, buying a property without you knowing. We gotta actually deal with the root of it. What was the breakdown that caused them to act out to do those kind of things, right? So, so how do we do that? First, we jump on a 30 minute discovery call. I want you to kick the tires. I want you to talk with me and go, hey, focus, what about this? And then this way, when you comfortable, you know me, you like me, you trust me, I'm going to then create an eight week course where we see each other weekly or bi-weekly. The farthest I'll go is bi-weekly because we need to, again, I need to hold you accountable to what you said is important to you and what you're doing on a daily and a weekly basis. And we create that area for that eight weeks. And several people are re-up. You know, I had a person mm -hmm. it was like two years that, because she came in with a lot going on um, and we design it that way. But my goal is not that you codependent on my skill set, but that you build it up and build that muscle so you can live a juicy life on demand because now you have the tools. That's the goal and that's the design. And, you know, focus, I could clearly see that through your book because it, it seemed to me that as I was reading the different things, there was a lot of places where it offered me the opportunities to make clear concise choices yes. that help me live a well-balanced life whether i got your services or not but i'm also clear that if i wanted to take it to the next level um having yes. a coach is a way to do that and being a coach yes. myself i understand the importance yes. of having i have yes. an accountability coach yes. i have a yes. personal board of directors that keeps me straight mm -hmm. and yes. without those ladies in my life Yes. I don't know where I would be, but before we go uh, and end this, I want to talk about that for a minute about the importance yes. of okay. having someone that will coach you yes. to the next level. Because Absolutely. oftentimes, especially in our community, we mm -hmm. go, all we need is Jesus. Right. <laughs> I always say, I tell people, I say, you know what? There are times yes. that I need Jesus with skin on. That means a godly yes. woman. Yeah. Good counsel, good yes. wisdom counsel that will allow me to yes. properly walk out my purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it. Listen, Oprah, the last time I checked, has four life coaches, four people that hold her account. That's called a clue. A billionaire has anything for. Can I just get scratch and sniff off of that? Right. Mm -hmm. A clue because what she's doing is, is dropping her learning curve when she's figuring it out, YouTube in it to an expert that she can plug into that helps her know how to move and shape. Now, a good life coach, the goal is to help you see your blind spots. So you can't see your blind spots. If you in the picture, you can't see the frame. Mm -mm. So a life coach, actually, yes, if you're in the picture, you can't see the frame. Oh, I'm going to be using that. I'll, I'll give you credit, but I'm going to be using that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so important because, see, I can see on the, uh, I had a gentleman come four sessions in a row trying to get me to tell him to divorce his wife. Mm. I'm not going to, all your life you've been getting people to tell you something so you can then do it and blame it on them to say, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing that game. And I distinctly had to tell him that I'm not playing that game. Mm -hmm. Job to break that habit or at least give you the opportunity to see you have a choice to break that habit. I'm not telling you to divorce your wife. What I'm telling you is make your decision and stand by it, whichever way it goes. What is your choice? And mm. it's really confronting 
That's what a coach does. That's what a coach does. I'm not your mama. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And as you as an all the way live grown person to deal with the consequence of that choice, good, bad, or indifferent. And we build from there so you can have the confidence within and be able to tune into yourself and your God, if you serve one, to be able to live a juicy life. A juicy life is understanding I got choices and I make them and I deal with the consequences either way. That's a juicy life. Knowing you have that autonomy, that's powerful. That is way powerful. You know, Focus, I wanted people to know that although this is your first book, it's not your only book, and you have yes. more books coming. Because yes. if you can see behind her, ladies and gentlemen, there is her her book that we've been discussing and the book mm -hmm. that she collabed with also yes. the power of purpose. Yes. Oh my goodness. And you built a course yes. around that. And I also I want to mention you mm -hmm. also have an ebook that is available Correct. on your website that is yes. free for it a limited time only yes. called Eight Hacks to Living a Purposeful Life. Can you tell us about those uh, endeavors, any courses you have coming up and how people can connect with you? Absolutely. So the book that we collaborated in, I was blessed that during COVID, my company actually tripled. It tripled because I created a, I already had a course called Create Your Business with Focus. Then I upped it to create your virtual business because so many people needed to pivot. So like myself and the 10 authors in this particular book, we wanted to teach people in this collaboration how to. So the caption is how to monetize your personal business and journey. They put the word personal in there specifically for me because my personal uh, business is all in one of the same. I'm being a life coach as a result of a failed marriage and taking 10 years to heal. So I have a strong curriculum of what it takes to heal. And I want to help people not take 10 years to, 10 years to heal. So you can go to my website, www.focusjames. I have a couple of courses there. And what we have coming up next is March the 27th. Write that date down for you because you definitely want March to go on the page. Okay. March the 27th, you want to go in there and, and schedule a discovery call. Let me know you met me here and say, hey, I want to have a discovery call to see which way we can work together, whether it's business, whether it's relationship, activating your purpose. And all that means is why am I here? The existential question, right? Why do I actually exist? And you get to choose. Jesus, God, Muhammad, not pulling back the church walls and doors and telling you. You get to choose based off of your gifts and talents what you're going to use and what legacy you're going to have in this world. And I give you a structured way to figure that out and make your choice. But the 27th, we're going to have a speaker's boot camp. So if you're looking at the us ladies and you got, wow, I wish I could speak that way. Or you have an amazing signature speech. I have a young lady that just signed up two days ago. And her, her husband passed away during COVID and her testimony, Brenda, is phenomenal. I want you to bring her on here because mm -hmm. would be such an added value to your, your audience. And I'm going to teach her how to craft that testimonial in a way that works, but also generates income, monetizing her story. So people not pimping her story. They're, mm -hmm. paid, they're getting guests and, and people coming to hear her. But where's her revenue? And I get to teach her that on the second hour called Create Your Virtual Business with Focus. So that's starting March the 27th. So if you got a business idea, you're trying to figure out how to put it out there and how to monetize, go ahead and go to my website and let's sit down and talk and see how we can work together. Focus, my final question for you today is, how has all of this helped oh. you live your best life? Oh, I get to wake up and ask God every morning, who do you want me to help heal the hurt? so they won't repeat the pain. 
I and and it just feels amazing. I'm second year full time entrepreneur. I left my corporate job, and now I get to do that in so many ways. I have six courses currently, and any way of doing those six courses still allows that answer to be heard and re, and actually produce. Who can I help heal the hurt so they won't repeat the pain, so they can get the love they want and have the life they love? That's my slogan. That's my montage. That's what I live through. That's what I wake up to do. So this totally fulfills my purpose as a human being uh, to help people have six incomes, heal that hurt, live a prosperous life. It's just the best thing for me. So it's, it's it, you know, it's selfish at the same time as it's uh, serving others. <laughs> You know, and so all of this leads to people activating their purpose. And wow. I'm so excited that you came on the show with me today. Thank and you. I would just thank like to thank you for taking the time to talk to me. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. You are my sister friend. And I know you've been <laughs> sisters for a long time. We got on to talk for 30 minutes to set this up. I think we were on for like two hours, right? But <laughs> yes, we did. Beautiful fellowship and exchanges stories is beautiful. So thank you for, you know, having me. I'm excited. And if you'll just stand by while I take the time now to yeah. thank a veteran. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, beautiful. as always, I'd like to end the show by reminding you to please go to www.nevcc.org forward slash projects. That is where you can thank a veteran. There are 12 months in a year and each month has its own theme. All you have to do is pick a theme that you like and thank a veteran. While you're sleeping, there's someone standing on a wall in a foreign country missing theirs. So take the time to say, I appreciate you. And what that will do is at the end of the year, Lisa Deshaun, the executive director of the New England Veterans Chamber of Commerce, will compile all those thank yous, create a book, and some lucky veterans will get that book along with a gift basket on the 1st of January on 2022. So help us fill that book up with lots of thank yous. It's always good to thank a veteran. Focus, I don't want to end this, but I know you have to And for my audience, remember, you get to choose the choices you make today will be the reality you live tomorrow choose wisely choose wisely